Hi guys, Claire McCallan here with the Christian Channel. I have a very special guest today. Siobhan Fallon Hogan is a name and a face that I'm sure you recognize. And I'm here to deliver the great news that she has a brand new movie, Shelter and Solitude, coming to a theater near you. Siobhan, welcome. Thanks, Claire, for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay, so you and I were just chatting before the interview. God has been doing crazy things in your life and in your work. Can you tell us about how this movie came to be, Shelter and Solitude? Okay, so my very first movie was Rushed. I was always an actress, you know, for 35 years, like SNL, Men in Black, you know, all kinds of TV and film, which I was really lucky. I have three kids. My my youngest daughter, Sinead, was going off to college four, four and a half years ago. And I started, I said, well, if I've been in this many movies, I can, let's see if I can write a film. So I wrote Rushed. Fast forward, Rushed came, we finished editing during COVID, the beginning of COVID. I was exhausted. We'd been to France to edit. Um, you know, it's just a long process, the editing. It's all finished now. It's that intense time where you're trying to sell it. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking a break. And I'm in bed one night and this idea comes to me of movie Shelter and Solitude. And my dad was an attorney. He represented um, a lot of, uh, you know, men on death, uh, uh, prisoners in high risk security, never death row, but he, he did represent some pretty rough criminals. And he also represented um, prison guards. Mm. And he was also hilarious. And he wanted me to be a country singer. And I was like, I would like to be a country singer too, but I don't think that's happening because I can't sing high enough and whatever. So I, this idea comes to me in the middle of the night. I'm like, what if? a kind of wacky country singer turned prison guard guards a prisoner for the last 10 days of his life. Mm. And I quickly scribble it down. And then I was like, wait a minute, I've got to have Robert Patrick in this movie. Cause he played my husband in the last movie. He's the greatest guy. He is a great American. He loves the vets. He has a great, an unbelievable faith. We've been friends forever. And I have the role of the warden. So it all comes to me and I write it in three weeks. And we filmed it in 16 days. Long and the short of it is praying the whole way. Please, God, you help. Please, I will spread your word. I promise you just help me out, will you? Because I'm long in the tooth and I really need this to be a success. Well, now it's finished. And I think, I, I believe in it. And a lot of people believe in it. And a couple of the big Hollywood studio types are like, mm, it's not in our bandwidth. They always, I hate that word so much. It's, not <laughs> bandwidth. it's a little niche, all that baloney. So I was like, you know what? We're going to distribute this ourselves. Mm. So we start, my husband is the producer. My son, Peter's producer on it. He's only 25. He also plays Chris in it. He's hysterical because you have to have a little comic relief. It is funny, but it's very sad. Obviously guy is facing um, his death in 10 days. And my daughter, Sinead, is a production designer. She's only 21, and she plays um, Layla in it. My daughter, Bernadette's a journalist like yourself, and she helps me with the copy for all the news uh, parts of it. So we distributed ourselves. And I, I thought, well, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could get into, like, I don't know, 25 theaters, maybe sell it to, like, uh, a streamer? Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't it get around and long and the short of his AMC picks us up for a wide, wide oh release. So does Regal. It's like a miracle. It is a miracle. It's insane. And all the way along. And so, you know, I'm very devoted to St. Teresa little flower. My daughter's Teresa, And I, I did, I had trouble getting pregnant with my third child. I didn't get married to a little later. Cause I'm a, I'm a little much. 
<laughs> my father told me when I met my husband, Peter, I was on Saturday Night Live and I met Peter. My father said, do you like him? I said, I love him. And he said, well, if you want this to work, you ought to hide your real personality for at least three weeks. Girl, so I'm in the same boat. Trust me. I had this conversation with my mom the other day. I felt so bad. I snapped at her on the phone because she was trying to like set me up with boys. I said, I'm sorry, mom. It's just a sensitive topic. And she said, I know it's sensitive. It's terrible. <laughs> the other thing is it's so stupid because I got married at like 30.5 or something like that. Maybe one. <laughs> and so I look back and I'm like, that's like a baby. I mean, why is there this pressure? However, I, so I, I had my first two kids and then I thought, oh my gosh, I, I had terrible trouble getting pregnant. So I prayed to St. Teresa Little Flower. And I said, look, it, if you help me get pregnant, I promise you, I will name the baby Therese. With that, I saw a rose on a bench in New York City. I was living in New York City. I was like, oh my gosh. And sure enough, I went home and I found I was pregnant. So then I said to my sister, Mary, big Irish Catholic family, Mary's the oldest. Okay, listen, I promised St. Therese I would name the baby Therese, but I really love the name Sinead. Because my husband got to name the first, my daughter Bernadette, then my son Peter, because Bernadette was his mother, then Peter. And then I thought, and my sister said, let me tell you something. You don't mess with the saints. So I named, so her name is Therese Sinead. You know, I'm so not surprised this conversation has taken a Theresian turn because first of all, she's my patron saint. Uh, she's my confirmation saint. She's the patron saint of television. I don't know if you know that. And I had I a feeling, honest to God, I had a feeling this was going to happen when I walked into the room. Just give me a second. Sure. I just like, I walked in and I thought the conversation might go this way. No I way. I don't know where they came from. They're in That's like, insane. So I'm just like not surprised this is okay. going. <laughs> Okay, now that you're saying this, this is insane too. So I was in LA. We got back Wednesday night. I'm not, I'm not from stir, sturdy stock. Well, actually, my sisters are sturdy, but I'm a weakling, and so I've always taken naps. And I was like, I was so tired. So we go to LA. We do the screening out there. We get back late Wednesday night, and the next day we have the New Jersey where where I raised my kids, Red Bank, New Jersey screening. And I'm like, I'm so tired. And we have this rose bush, and there's this bizarre like bizarrely long, crazy rose sticking way above everything else. And I was like, okay, St. Teresa, we got this. Yeah. So there's been miracles the entire way. Peter Macon, who plays the uh, prisoner on death row. I did not have him. I had everybody else, like like friends, the director, Vibica Musaya. I'd worked there before, Sabine Emiliani, our editor, our fabulous cinematographer, who we won the Boston Film Festival. I got Best Actress. Oh, okay. Oh, Here your flowers. Thank you, flower, flower. <laughs> and my cinematographer won best cinematography. But I did not. Have, and they were like, Siobhan, we can't start this movie if we don't have the lead actor. And I always had this crazy calm, like, it's going to be okay. We're going to have him. Yeah. And we got Peter Macon. And the, and I was very arrogant about it. Like, I was offered amazing actors. I was like, nope, they're not right. Nope. And this guy is like a young James Earl Jones. And he's amazing. So it's been really oh insanely lucky. It really is just an incredible film. And you, I think our audience is going to be so excited to cheer for you and see this film go support you for so many reasons. First of all, it's a message we can all get behind. It's huge value alignment, but it's a film that not only you can bring your Catholic and Christian friends to go see, but you can bring in other people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yes. So this is the crazy thing. Wait, of course, I'm going to walk in because I would see my thing is low battery and I'm seeing, I'm seeing my charger over here. So I'm walking. Wait, you can see my crucifix on my messy, messy. Look at my dresser. <laughs> You're good. Look at my dresser. It's like a lunatic. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yes. So the screenings, you know, there was, there is that worry at first because people say to me, well, is there a lot of Catholicism? Well, naturally there is because that's who I am. Right. But you see growing up, one of my best friends was born again Christian. And so I went to a lot of her youth groups. And so they would, I would get challenges like an eighth grade, like, what do you believe in? And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-oh. So I would inevitably say the Apostles' Creed, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, knew, they knew the Bible and scripture so well that I kind of made it my business because I didn't like not knowing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like being, you know, like, or looking like I didn't know my faith. So because of my friend, Judy, I, and I credit the Born Again Christians for really learning scripture. Well, in the movie, there's a scene that I bring, I think I'm going to save the day with this prisoner. And the other great thing is it's not this white woman saving this. It's not just the great white hope in any way. He actually, the African-American prisoner becomes the real voice of reason, the real hope and the real shining example for my character, who's, you know, so flawed. Like she's got this great faith and she's very charitable, but she is a mess. She drinks too much. She's a cougar wannabe. She's got a lot of work to do on herself, but she's a great, charitable, faithful person. And she's going to jam her faith down his throat if it's the last thing she's going to do before he dies. And he wants no part of it. Well, so because of my born again Christian friend, I bring in to him a Bible passage and he wants no part of it. And I say in the movie, I'm sorry. I'm Catholic. We don't really read scripture either, but because the area, so I'm supposed to be like in this born again area because the area, um, I know a lot of scripture, I'm a <laughs> but then I, so then there's the worry about, well, what about everybody else? So I've had several of my Jewish friends come and be like, oh my gosh, because it's a, it's a message of hope and kindness for everyone. And it's universal, which is what Catholicism, that's what the word means. Yes. Yes, it's what we need right now. Yeah, it's what we need, and not only that, but on the business level, it's crazy because I've been in this business for thirty-five years, mm -hmm. and people say to me, "Well, what's it like in Hollywood? Is it really hard being Catholic?" I'm like, "No, you know what? Because I always did what I wanted, and I said no to things, and I quit things if they turned a different way, and I stuck to my guns. And you know, I'm not going to go around like wah wah wah. They didn't do all the, they didn't write everything the way I wanted, right? And then I just wrote my own material." Well, that's exactly right. There's so much grace in that because if you had had enough green lights along the way, maybe you wouldn't have been inspired right. to make something so original. That's right. And you know what else? I would have been a jerk because when I was on SNL and I say this to my kids now, because now, you know, the movie seems poised to do hmm? well, please, please God. <laughs> so I say to them, now, listen, don't think you're somebody if this does well, because this could go to your head and and that's ridiculous if it does, because it, because it means nothing about your character, means nothing about you. So there's people that do much, much more important things. And this is not curing cancer. So don't get a big fat head if this goes well. My mother used to tell me, my father was like the big funny one. And, but my mother, it was, it was a great balance. When I was in LA and I was just a, well, I guess the word loser would come to mind. I, I could not, I was like a clown at birthday parties. I was like, answering phones because I wasn't savvy enough to waitress. I couldn't remember whose food was whose. 
<laughs> and um, I was called my mother. I was, you know, in those days you didn't say I'm stressed out. That wasn't, wasn't even a phrase. It was like, you're just kind of down and you didn't, as an Irish Catholic family, didn't say I'm depressed because you, know, <laughs> you didn't cry. You didn't cry. And you didn't say, I love you. And so um, my mother's, I was like, oh, it's just really hard. And she's like, well, Siobhan, why don't you get outside of yourself and do something for somebody else? Why don't you volunteer? And so I did. And I, I, and cause she said, you know, you'll feel a lot better if you see how much worse other people have it, <laughs> which is what I tell my kids. And I'm like, there's not a lot of wiggle room for complaining. Do you know it's what I mean? So Irish. It is so Irish. So Irish. <laughs> and you're looking in the mirror. They might they'd be like, don't be looking in the mirror at yourself. Yeah. So you jumped through all sorts of hoops, or rather, the Holy Spirit kind of carried you through these hoops to get this movie out there, right? Yes. And now, yes, now it's time. coming out, and it got picked up by AMC and Regal. So our viewers are going to be able to go see it. Yeah. In city, right. It's going to be all over the country. I mean, you're in Boston. It'll be you know like three or four theaters there. Um, it's going to be from like Honolulu to Arkansas. You know, it's a terrible thing to say, but I. I forgot about the some of the geography of the United States. And I had I had a friend who was like a really kind of a together mother. And when one of her kids was going off to college, she had this map and she had like pins where they were applying. And I was like, oh, I don't know when the application date is. But anyway, so I did that for the movie. And it's crazy. You look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna meet all these places. As a matter of fact, when I had to fly to LA, I looked down there like, you know, you can look at the flight map. It's like, we're over Nebraska. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna be in the Omaha. There it is. And you know, all, all these, all these Alaska everywhere. So yeah. And, and um, because we're at the AMCs and the Regals and a lot of independents as well, um, Harkins and bow ties and all, all kinds of theaters. Um, most of the Regals and the AMCs will sneak peek it on October 5th, Thursday. Cool. Um, but everybody else will pretty much be October 6th. You think people can watch the trailer on the Regal um, YouTube. Okay. Allergy. And there's over like, there's almost like a million hits, which is crazy. And I was looking through the comments on the YouTube video the other day and people are so excited. And it's such a, you're not going to say it. So I'll say it. People are like, I would watch anything that Siobhan Bell and Hogan is in. She's one of my favorite actresses, her characters. People are referencing so many of these different films throughout your career. And everyone's saying like, this looks so good. I would watch anything that she made. That's so nice. That's That's so nice. I mean, I think it too, but that's just what the people are saying. <laughs> well, well, listen, and now because the strike, I mean, it looks like it's coming to an end, please God, for everybody involved. And if that happens, then we can do like the night, the late night shows and I really, really that. spread the word, you know, because, you know, it's all about this marketing and being an independent film. We don't have that big of a budget in any way if compared to, you know, other giant films, but um, it's crazy. Like we have to tell AMC and, um, regal every sunday night what where we want our trailer to play so i'll get like calls from you know it's blast from the past constantly like a friend like hey i'm retired in vero beach now and i just saw your trailer and i'm like you're retired i'm just <laughs> i first of all i'm not good with downtime i can't stop with my, i can't be stuck with my own thoughts you know what i mean oh my gosh well i know the good news is and i appreciate you referencing that um it's an independent film and that we need to mobilize these communities. And what we've seen with The Chosen, which had angel investors through Angel Studios or uh, Sound of Sound Freedom, Freedom. we've angel seen Studios. that Christian audiences are looking for leadership to mobilize them so that they can vote with their watch hours and with their money towards art that they believe in. 
Absolutely. It's another great example of that. Important that the Catholic and Christian communities get behind us as well as every other community. Like if people see what's great about doing an independent is it's basically the way film started. Like there was only one producer, one director, and there were all these cooks telling you all the different ideas. So with me, it's my vision. And it's people like, Hey, I have an idea. I'm like, well, that's good because why don't you do that in your film? No, but I'll take ideas. It's not like I'm not taking ideas, but for my own film, I know what the vision is. So I'm not going to muddy it up. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it has this, the message that was clear. And I, you know, I hand the, I hand the prisoner a rosary at the end and I say, well, I'm not going to give it away, but, um, but like I said, it's not just Catholic, it is Christian and it is for everyone. Um, you know, Jewish, the Jewish community has really embraced it when they come to see it. Um, the, 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 um, gentleman who ran the, uh, Boston festival was Haitian, I mean, all walks are loving this because it's the message of kindness and love and charity. And that's what we're missing right now because everybody's so divided and full of hate. You see, I'm, I grew up in this business that no one ever talked about politics. It was always about the play or about the movie. And suddenly it became muddied up and, and, and then, and now the product started to get ruined. Yeah. So people are like, well, what do I go see? You know what right. I mean? So anyway. Well, I think they should go see Shelter and Solitude. I do too, Claire. October 5th or 6th. Does it help for them to be pre-buying the tickets? It big time does. So okay. Regal is pre-buying. Um, if anybody's in New York City, I'm doing a Q&A at Union Square on October 6th. And Regal and AMC are pre-selling them. And that's so important for the numbers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And to go on those the trailers and on their YouTube channels for AMC and really like it and make comments. And then if you really like it, when, when, when it comes out, go on Rotten Tomatoes and say, listen, I love her IMDB because people care about that. Yes. So we all need to rally, you know, for one of our own and Tell the troops, our values. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And this, when you succeed, we all succeed because it makes yes. space for even more films with these values. Yes. And you know, what's crazy is so my son's a music supervisor in it as well. I'm playing Chris and being in producing and he is in the music industry. And so we went out to Nashville and recorded. Um, I recorded two songs that are in the film and my dad, as I said, wanted me to be a country singer, but he was also obsessed with Willie Nelson and Tennessee Ernie Ford mm -hmm. for people that are like mine. And, but in the movie as well, there's two rappers, Fat Nick and Rob Banks. And they are these crazy popular rappers with like massive followings and they play two roles in it. Well, I now know nothing about the rap world. Right. And I go on fat Nick's Instagram and he's created this. He has merchandise that he sells as well. This t-shirt with a, 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 a the back of a guy. It's a, it's a sketch of like a pencil sketch kneeling down to the, to the crucifix. And you're like, you know what? Young people like yourself, Claire, I mean, people are ready to spread the word again and spread the, spread the kindness. And it's, and you know, the hate is over. I, I was saying to somebody, you see, I was, so my daughter, you know, who I named after St. Therese, she was born just after 9-11 in 2001. And I was in New York city during 9-11 and my husband worked in the towers and my husband's life was saved because he stopped into church before it always did before he went to work and the plane first plane hit. Well, I was saying to someone this past 9-11 course was just, you know, so recent and it always brings back, it was the glory days before that. 
because we all love the police. We were all kind to each other. It was a great time. And then we, you know, you respected, you respected the president, no matter who, no matter if you agreed with the president or not, that was an office that you respected and you respected the police, you respected the firemen. And then suddenly we're in this time when everybody, all, all, all bets are off. Like what, what happened? It's like an avalanche of, of hell. The huge loss of innocence. Yes. Huge loss of innocence and, and for children as well. So, but I really do feel hope strongly that things are turning back. I agree. And I and, just want to thank you so much for leading that in so many ways. This is going to have huge impact. You'll never know the reach of your work with this type of national distribution. You really never will know. But you've got mean, to it. It's overwhelming. And I am so beyond grateful. And I will tell you, like, I am rough around the edges and I am not polished. And and, and I, I wish my father always said, Siobhan, let me tell you something. The blessed mother was on a pedestal for a reason. She had grace. And it takes one minute for a woman to like you to be knocked off. So try to walk the walk. But listen, I, 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 listen, I swear. And I'm not good. I'm not in any, by any means, an example for anyone. However, if I can write and send out a message, and if that's my contribution, I'm working on myself. Everybody needs to work on themselves. I'm working on myself. I said to my daughter the other day, I said, listen, this movie is got me so crazy and there's so much tension and I'm flying back and forth and getting no sleep. I'm not proud of my behavior a lot. I'm like, what the what's going on? Where's dog? Where's <laughs> help me? But you know, I go to mass and I put my head down. I'm like, oh my gosh, you gotta help me improve because I am really blowing it in a lot of areas. But that's why when Robert Patrick plays the warden, he's a, he's a big Episcopalian. And he said, Siobhan, you know, I, I didn't, I always wanted to do a faith-based based film. But sometimes the people are so good in them that you can't relate. They're like goody goodies. And, and there's nothing wrong with being a goody goody. But for the, for the regular Joe to relate, you got to scuff them up a little bit. And, and actually the song in the movie that Todd Cameron from Nashville uh, writes, it's called Soul in These Boots. And he says, it says, I've been scuffed up on the pavement and worn out in the mud, um, started, started walking my own way. And Jesus, that's when I lost you, wearing out the soul in these boots. And then there's like three or four stanzas with that. Like, in other words, I got so selfish that I started walking my own way. And it says, I was lost until I found amazing grace. And the final stanza is, and then Jesus, that's when I found you. And that's when I found amazing grace. And that's, that's it. That's it, Claire. And, but I just hope people get out and support it. It's shelter and solitude. I have another one that I'm writing. That's another one with a good, great message. If I can come up with an ending, God help me. I can't, but <laughs> I'm always terrible at the endings. I know. Shelter and Solitude, pre-buy your tickets, go see the movie, review it online, comment and like and share on the YouTube video. Let's help spread this great message and support our wonderful friend, Siobhan. Siobhan, thank you so much for everything. You yeah, thank you. God bless. And you know, you're young and beautiful and you are the, you are the future. So keep up the great work. God bless. Thank you so much, Siobhan.